Everybody and welcome to episode sixty of Middle of the Row the podcast. Uh, this week we are short a Lauren, but we will be discussing uh, the 2018 film itself. A um, from what I understand, it's a remake is a loose word that the director likes to attach to this movie. More of a reimagining of the 1977 film, I believe, uh, Suspiria. Uh, this is directed by Luca Guadagnino, who did um, Call Me Call By, me your, by Na- your Name, right? Call Me By Your Name last year. He did A Bigger Splash, which was one of my top three or four movies from a couple years ago. And um, the other movie of his I have seen is called I Am Love which stars um, this film's um, Tilda Swinton, uh, which I would recommend you watch all three of those movies out of her... um, I believe Guardino has done some other movies before that as well, but um, I picked him up at I Am Love and have been watching looking forward to his movies ever since now john did you see the original suspiria did you just ask yourself a question no you told me to call you by your name oh, by my god. name oh my god um ben ben did see the original that I which did. i've heard is more of a straightforward slasher where um yeah it's it has a few scenes that are like visually really cool but it's definitely more of just just straightforward horror movie uh this is definitely not the same movie this is a like maybe deep down the bones are the same nothing else is uh like german dance academy um which is um and that's a person named susie Uh, yeah yeah Although I will say, I will say, uh, the original Susie from the 1977 has a little cameo in this one, which I thought was kind of cool. That's a spoiler to talk about her, I think. Oh no, I mean not not that she's in the movie. To uh, what if you say who she is is a spoiler. No, no, yeah. that's why I said it was a yeah. cameo. I didn't say. Yeah. Ben is thematically were some of the deeper themes also present in the original? No. Um... Not, not to, not that I saw really. Like I think it, I think this one, the the the, the twenty eighteen has a lot more to say than the seventy seven. Like Zach said, the seventy seven is a more straightforward horror, but it's artsy. It's visually really cool. Very uh, neon soaked, if I remember correctly, and also had a um, yes score by a rock band. Um, at the time, I believe it was, it was like Goblin, Goblin yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, Tom York steps into those shoes of Radiohead, and um, I love the score to this film. And um, I would have to say I love the film pretty much overall in general. Um, I was, like I said, I was very much looking forward to this. I am a huge Dakota Johnson fan, as he, she was in Guadagnino's um, A Bigger Splash with Tilda Swinton and um, 
they're the two faces of this movie. Um, one has many faces in this movie. Uh, but, um, yeah, this one was high on my list um, for this year, and I was not disappointed. I don't really need to discuss it more. I think we should definitely get into spoilers as soon as possible with this movie. But, um, yeah, those are my initial thoughts on Suspiria. I, I, I gotta admit, I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. I don't think I liked it as much as you did, Zach. Um, when you, when you did mention you heard someone call it this year's mother, I was pretty nervous. Uh, thankfully it's not. I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, like you said, uh, John... Because it's not as good, right, Ben? Shut the fuck up, John. Uh, Johnson and Swinton are both great. I think Mia Goth was also yep, fantastic. Uh, yeah. Um, it also probably has the second scariest scene I've seen in any movie this year. The cinematography is also great. Just a lot of really good shots. Um, the editing in this movie is impeccable. Yeah, and I would say... My, my issues with it are it feels long at times. I mean, it's what? It's like I don't disagree two there. and a half hours. Yeah. yeah, like, and it's but it, it's never like, oh, I need to get out of here, but it's there there are definitely some moments where it's slower and I wish it would kind of speed itself up. Uh, Especially at the beginning, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it gets... A little too weird at times. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah. I mean, no. Uh, Are you sure? Tell me more. <laughs> uh, now, Zach, I know you said you love the score. I honestly think it's pretty forgettable. Like, I just, I honestly can't remember any of it. Uh, and the finale is... the So the finale, I like where it went with it. I just... There's some background stuff that I was laughing at that I probably shouldn't have been. Uh, and we'll go into that uh, when we go into spoilers as well. John. So when you guys texted about... Uh, was it Dante's Inferno, I think? Oh, um, the game? <laughs> yeah, and Lauren had made the comment about, like, be prepared for, like, gore and boobs. I thought you were talking about this film. Um <laughs> You weren't, but how appropriate. Uh, yeah, I I think I also need to preface this, my comments, by saying that I am the individual who, when asked about uh, what I thought of the chilling adventures of Sabrina recently, I confess that I stopped watching when Aunt Hilda said praise Satan because it made me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> um, oh, God, yeah. This must have so, been, like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, so there was, I mean, again, I think I think this film, though, has a lot of interesting and cool things to say about uh, feminism and oppressive structures and regimes rooted in tradition. Um, and... Yeah, maybe some things about like sexual awakening or realizing like your feel your like true potential or like true identity or like I don't know, like stuff like that. Some very actual like uplifting and kind of cool themes. Um 
but the entire time it was just it was hard for me to stomach because and that's not to say that like I am like this super ultra conservative like religious person but like as someone who would would say that like my faith and my religious beliefs still have a impact on me um just like the conversation around the occult and that kind of thing and in being taken in such a serious way as well was just pretty uncomfortable for me um and shouldn't necessarily be a disqualifying factor for this film at all because it's not it's not like this like pro satan film like i i didn't i couldn't i didn't like walk out or whatever um, but it just made me feel uncomfortable, which is great though. Cause art is supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. I, I heard something great today on fuck. What was I listening to? Oh, I think it was, Oh, this is a teaser for something that might come out tonight. Hopefully, um, that if art doesn't make you feel uncomfortable, then it's not art. It's propaganda. And I think that when I heard that statement today, I was just like, yeah, that's such a powerful statement. And I would, uh, I'd agree with it in this case. Um, but yeah, so it was just, it was just hard to get around that aspect. But that being said, cinematography, like I agree with you guys. I think it did some really cool things. I loved how the tone was very reminiscent of kind of like an old school kind of horror film. And it had that kind of like grainy quality to it. And even like the soundtrack too kind of matched up with that. And I think Tom York did a great job. Um, I think he captured a specific like, I don't think he necessarily reinvented the wheel, but he captured like a very uh, accurate portrayal of like what an old school horror soundtrack would sound like. Even like when we were talking about something like Halloween, like how much of an impact that soundtrack had on that film. Um, Dakota Johnson, this is going to sound terrible. Dakota Johnson, I always kind of like initially write off because she's got that like, she's got that like. <sighs> popular girl next door kind of like image which just like brings up a lot of like memories of like unrequited (laughs) love for me um and so i always just like i don't know i write her off but in the like past two or three things i've seen her and she's fucking fantastic yeah i was gonna say like didn't you like her in uh no i I loved her (laughs) in el royale and in this i think she did amazing too um Tilda Swinton, though, is probably the best actor of all time, and I don't know, like, I literally, I think, and you'll know what I'm talking about once we talk about it, but I think this puts my, my what the fuck comment, like, after I went online to just kind of digest some things and look up some (laughs) things regarding the film, I was just like, good lord, like, this woman is she's an instant she's she's like she's just an she's an institution she's a tour de force she's a she's a machine she's a she's a she's a force to be she's a force of nature like i just i don't know like i'm just continually continually impressed and intimidated and confused by this woman and i don't think there's any actor or actress doing as as much create creatively as she is She's one of the best. She was also the Oracle in uh, Isle of Dogs. So good. Um, the, I, 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 this is a movie I feel like I need to see again. 
um, after watching it. Yeah, so I'm in. I'm in that same boat. The movie's so mysterious <sighs> and does not hold yeah. your hand at all. And um, I want to see what I could pick up on on a second a second go through. Yeah. See, I I want to as well, but again, it was so good at capturing that like that vibe and that tone. Like I, like, I'm not sure if I can, but. Yeah, it was, I mean, I and again, I will say that there was a scene at the end, Ben alluded to this, that went gonzo banana bonkers, <laughs> where I literally, I started laughing though, because I felt like it was such a change in tone, where I was just like, this is, this is self, this is masturbatory, like I, not, maybe physically too, but like, like, I just, I wasn't impressed by it, because it, it just, it didn't fit, I guess is what I'll say. Yeah, I, exactly. And there were, and there, also there were times where, like, again, it captured that old school vibe of, like, a lot of the, a lot of the cinematography, like, a lot of those, like, uncomfortable shots and, like, quick shots that they would do. Like, they were par for the course, like, old school, like, horror, like, esque. But for whatever reason, they also just came off as, like, maybe trying too hard or, like, kind of cheesy, too. And so, I don't know. I thought the ending was a brilliant release from mounting tension for the previous two hours. I, I can agree with you there, but, like... For the most part, yeah. Re- release part, of tension yeah. to the point where I was almost laughing in the theater, but I had to hold it back because there were surprisingly more than, like, 20 people in the theater. Exactly. Well, instead of skirting around it, maybe we... Should we jump into spoilers, Zach? Well, would you recommend this movie to anybody? I think it's a hard movie to recommend, even if you love if you love it. Oh, it, yeah, it's a hard movie to recommend. I think I would still recommend it, though. But how are you going to caveat the, this to movie right to people. somebody? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you're not going to... You're not going to tell Joe Schmo to go... So I told lots of people, oh, probably, and I got oh. lots of people to watch Mother that would have never watched it. But anytime I told somebody to, they're going to watch Mother, I told them, you're probably not going to like this movie, but it was one of the most insane, you know, filmmaking achievements I've seen in a movie in years. And they would Insane's they would take word. that for, they would, they, they would, I had multiple people come and tell <laughs> me that movie, I hated that movie after they saw it. But I was like, I, you can't be mad at me. And they, they, they agreed. They're like, no, you told me, but I put enough of a... Um, enough of, an, of a no, well, enough interest in their brain that they actually followed through on seeing it. And I, I think the tough part about this film would be, whereas with Mother, there's enough like visually and like thematically to like go through and decipher and break down. Like I think if I had someone who was not into like that, I style think Mother film, is like, way more be... accessible than this movie. I uh, oh, I hundred percent, hundred percent. Hard to disagree. Um, no, hundred no, percent. Ben, we're coming from a point where, like, it doesn't. Yes, you can deeply dig into Mother, but there's a lot of going on that's fairly surface level that you can kind of jump into and grasp onto and kind of see what Aronofsky was doing. Where I think this one is a bit more cerebral and really has to get you thinking about a lot of things um as well i don't know man like i was it was so much easier for me to follow along and just ride with this one than it was with mother like and that's it's not like i'm not trying to compare the one is better than the other at this point i'm just saying like that particular like 
that particular kind of the the way it's laid out, I was able to follow it and pick up on a lot more in um, Suspiria than I was in Mother. Yeah, I think. I mean, I get that, but I think. I think Suspiria is just way more bonkers <laughs> and way more like artsy and in a way that's not like accessible inherently. And because of that, um, like, and, and well, I'd, I'd agree with the, like, the, like, this is a hard movie to recommend for sure. Cause it's so, it is, it still is super strange and super out there. And again, I would say that the resolution through the relief of tension, like Zach said at the end, like it's so bonkers and crazy where, and it's such a like shift in tone where I, I feel like there's almost going to be, if this, if, if a person isn't like already like invested in the film, it's going to be such a shock or such a, like a turn in tone that they're, ju- they're going to, they're going to find it laughable. Like I almost did, or they're, they're just, they're not going to be impressed by it. Whereas like, I think mother just has this, amping up of just craziness craziness and it stays like the same pretty much throughout where finally at the end you're kind of confused and kind of like okay i think i see what they're doing but like enough so where you want to go back and dissect it and like kind of piece together the (coughs) the mystery whereas this i don't know it yeah i it's i'm 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 speechless now, and I was speechless after I watched the movie. So did you did you see I this with anybody by chance? No, so I did not. Um, but well, intentionally no. Um, this was only playing at the Marcus Ronnie's drive-in, drive-through, drive-in. Um, shout out to Ronnie's. Uh, <laughs> which was my first time going to that theater. Which, by the way, is awesome. But because I don't know if because it was the only showing in St. Louis uh, or the only screen showing it. Like the numbers were just like inflated because of that. But again, there was like more than at least 20 people in my theater and it was a bunch of, I don't know. There was a guy who was sitting right next to me and then he went to like go use the bathroom or something. And then when he came back, he distinctively stayed like seven seats away from me. And I was like, that's kind of weird. Do I smell? I don't, I don't, Maybe I don't the know. movie was um, made. He didn't want to watch somebody, this movie with a stranger so close to him. Maybe that, yeah, that could be it too. We should get to spoilers. Okay. So it sounds like three people that enjoyed this movie. Yep. But also, what, Zach, what was the comment you made about on on the text thread again when we found out that Lauren wouldn't be here unfortunately um nothing like three dudes talking about Suspiria um (laughs) trying to act woke is that what you said it's gonna be it should be really woke I'm reading it right now um three dudes talking about Suspiria should be really woke (laughs) I mean yes as John mentioned this is a very female story um there is not a Spoiler, spoiler, no, don't get spoiler. to it. Hold they on, don't reveal. It's, it's out there. There's not a role in this movie played by a man that has of any substance or consequence, and that's clearly intentional. And um, yep. and it's great that there's a movie out there like this. But um, and if if you if you're into weird witchy horror movies, um, I would definitely give this a shot. 
yeah, uh, I, I think I'm going to have a hard time finding other people to talk to um, about this movie outside this podcast. So I agree. Um, yeah. But it will be on Amazon Prime sometime early next year because it's an Amazon movie. So um, it will be very That's readily right. available. And I... I am surprised this wasn't an A24 movie, too. Um, I just hope more... I, I'm glad it wasn't. I imagine this this movie has a bigger budget because it's not an A24 movie. And I hope Amazon keeps making weird ass shit like this. And uh, and the movie is, I mean, the movie's not making kajillions of dollars, but it has been fairly successful so far in its limited box office run. So hopefully it hangs around a little bit. And um, yeah, I I continue to not um, cannot wait for uh, what Luca Guadagnino does next. Uh, if you want to get into the weirdness, we're going to do that right now as we jump into spoilers. So spoilers? Sure. Spoilers. 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 All the spoilers. So what made you go, what the fuck, John? I didn't realize that Tilda Swinton was the psychiatrist until after mm. the fact. That was... That was brill. Like I was, she was, and there was a time when, like, at one point during like one scene when it seemed like his audio was like very overdubbed, and I was like, "Is that intentional or not? I can't tell." But I, she was unrecognizable, and she did such an amazing job. Like, I like. I would argue that was her best role in the movie. Like, no, for sure. <laughs> I don't know. I think her her playing Mother Marcos with the little arm flapping off her thing had to be pretty exciting to play oh, as well. Like at the very end, when she was cr- like crying, when Dakota Johnson was talking about like what really happened to his wife slash mm-hmm. her wife. Um, like I remember like being there and being like, "Who is this actor? Why have I not like?" heard of them well, before like is this max von sidow and i just can't recognize him or do i think all old white dudes look alike like well like, lutz ebersdorf according to um the well, actual it's, you know, it's interesting is the you, actual if you google, casting, yeah. yeah and that's what i saw on the casting and then i googled it and it just pops up as tilda swim yeah which i was like oh, yeah the cat cool. was let out of the bag <laughs> on that beforehand if you were kind of if the movie if you were really anticipating the movie but it sounds like did Ben, did you know that going in? She was playing that part? No, no but, like, I, I knew she was playing more than one role. Yeah. I had assumed she was going to be playing Mother Marcos, which she was. Mm-hmm. Um, but about halfway through the movie, like, it clicked. It's like, oh, this doctor sounds like Tilda, Tilda Swinton, because it is <laughs> Tilda Swinton. Holy shit! <laughs> that, was, that was really cool. Um, I, I, and also what, um, I gotta say the second scariest scene that I've seen in a movie this year, that, that dance slash telekinetic mirror throw shit, that was horrifying. Yeah, I, 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 I believe (laughs) this summer, I think it was this summer, I had heard about that scene and like, I knew exactly what happened in the sense that. Some it, it was described like, as such as you just moves. said that this woman was basically just destroyed in a mirror room, so I knew that scene was coming, and I was still extremely unsettled by watching it. Um, yeah, and that that's where some of the best editing and sound design 
is, I mean, the technical stuff, like little things like that, is just so well done in this movie. And that woman, uh, we should look her up and not call her a woman. Um, Olga, uh, Elena Fokina is her name. She was it Olga? Yeah, Olga, right? She um, she created a dance. She's a dancer. Uh, for that was her. Uh, like a lot of that contorting was just her creating movements with her body and pushing herself. Um, it wasn't. Uh, th- th- oh. There was effects work, but she she was really just twisting herself up and uh, oh, yeah, shit. apparently that's so much progress. Yeah, she was really <laughs> uh, pushing herself in that scene, and um, you could say she got torn up on it. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, when she pisses herself, I was just like, I feel ya. This is this is <laughs> this is this is not good. <laughs> Well, it's like it's funny because the day after, like on my Facebook feed, it was like the that, people watched that scene, and yeah. that was one of the things. It's just people like covering their mouths, <laughs> and some old woman's just like, "Is she peeing herself?" <laughs> it's just like Jesus Christ. That is a oh. good bit of marketing that um, that ad you're talking yeah, about because they don't show. Yeah, they don't show any yeah. of it. It's just like them listening. You hear it. Oh God. And I really um, the sound work really deserves a lot of credit too. I think the sound work is making a lot of like like nothing really horrible is they don't there's not a lot of actual gore if i remember in that scene but just the the crunching sounds that keep popping up every time with the cuts and and just the the disfiguration is Mm -hmm. also like unsettling in a way that you see like the tears in her skin from like and then the fact that she's she's still alive and they hook her and take her down to their little dungeon and was she supposed to be the woman crawling on the ground coming after sarah when she finds um maybe oh i'm not sure there's a bunch of mangled awful things happening down in that place and but but i believe olga is one of the three who they have under witchcraft at uh, under a spell at the end of the movie as they're uh calmly standing there and being disemboweled um throwing their intestines all over the floor (laughs) see that that i was like i don't want to say i was okay with it like, <laughs> but um, but it was more true it was a more traditional type that, of gore that worked for me what, terror that what we were used to didn't work for me was there dancing like just naked i, I thought around. the dancing was mesmerizing I, I i laughed at that i thought the dancing when they're wearing the the red very like kind of provocative outfits that was really cool this was just kind of silly. Like, uh, like, oh look, there's all these cool witches, and oh look, naked people running around in the background. Cool. Well, I think it was also kind of emblem. Like, one of the things that this movie and tonally kind of hit for me a lot was that. Was, or excuse me, tonally similar to um, was the witch in the sense that a lot of the like movement like or to freedom, get naked. freedom. On. Excuse me. That was embodied by the dancers or their movements or their gesticulations. Like, it was so uncomfortable. And it was so, like, it was so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It seemed so malevolent in, like, tone, which I, I totally, like, yeah, I gave the credit for. Yeah, the fact that the, it's all the women, um, all the girls are, like, under a spell, too. Like, it's like, they're yeah. they, they're not there. They're not in control. They're just a, a pawn in this 
ritual and um i liked i liked the part where they wake up the next morning they're like totally unaware mm-hmm. but um i just to be honest like it, it was too silly they're dancing at that point was too silly to me here's why i will say ben like at the very end when dakota johnson kind of took the like that kind of like pedestal in the center of all of them and like told them all to dance and then like the screen was like flushed with just red tones and then people it exploding. became vaguely it be, what's that and people exploding <laughs> yeah and it became like like then tom new york maybe intentionally or not like overlaid it with this almost uplifting electronic kind of like soundtrack at this point i was just like this movie just switched from like being this very like suspenseful unsettling like horror film well, i think that's to this like artsy kind of pe- which maybe was the intention but again it was such a tonal shift that it just it it was laughable like i i honestly thought like it was out of tone or out of step with the rest of the film for the like i liked that that release and that change i just didn't like that that one particular aspect of them dancing like that was silly but the rest of it i thought was great if not fantastic. Well, no, no. Yeah. The whole the whole thing about like summoning the predator to like exact <laughs> yeah, revenge to, like, on like blow people all up. those people. Like I thought that was again, like you said, Zach, it was a great release. It was a great like resolution to like, oh shit, like this is what we've been building up to. Um But then it followed it up with this like like this artsy kind of like I don't it, it made the moment seem a lot more deeper than it was I supposed to. I think you're getting caught up maybe with how this subver- subverts. Susie's arc is pretty subversive. Um, especially compared to the original. The original, Ben, if I have heard correctly, Susie, like, she realizes they're witches near the end and is trying to get away from them, correct? Yes. Yes. Where, in this version... Susie, Susie is, is here. The biggest, she baddest. is coming here. <laughs> she knows exactly what she's doing every step of the way. Does she know exactly what she's I, doing? Yes. Though? I'm, oh yeah. They, of they, they they show her as a child. I disagree. She I don't needs th- to go like trying to get to Berlin when she's a small child. Well, I think that's the thing. It's like her mother talking about how she is her her biggest sin. sin yeah. And it's it's because she brought this evil into the world, like this. Uh, this, this reincarnation new, or this yeah, new form for Suspirium. Uh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Which, by the way, so you know they mentioned that there are three great mothers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Suspiria, the, the 1977, is actually the first of three different movies that feature the three different mothers. Yeah. Luca Guadagnino wants to do a sequel, but he wants it to be a prequel about Mother Marcos creating this coven in 1212. Uh, AD. Oh, that'd be so good. I'd see. Wait. I'd see also, that. did you guys did you guys stick around yeah. for the yep. post credit scene? I didn't even know there was a post credit scene. She's just she's performing some sort of she, incantation. Um, and then she that looks at something see. and smiles. Yeah. yeah. The another cool little double dual role as well. Susie's mother, uh, the actress who plays her, also plays um, Death, the demon Death. Um, that's that's what it was. It was death. That's what it's being credited it, as. Yeah. I just. I mean. Yeah. I, I just assumed it was some. It's like, not explicit in the movie. Yeah, and uh, I've heard a yeah. lot of different people call it different things. But, but no, it, I, it, I assumed it to be I the death. I thought it death was explicit. Or, do we consider 
the death death and devil to be the same thing or are those separate separate okay because I think, like, the Grim Reaper is just not... A I, servant. Like, a, yeah. a servant death, of... Death not, yeah. Well, not even, like, a servant. Like, I think, like, even in, like... And now, I'm not sure if this is, like, actually, like, in line with, like, historical, like, mythological tradition behind, like, the concept of the depth of the Grim Reaper. But everything we've seen, or everything I've kind of consumed around it, has made it seem like he's... He, she, whatever. It is more of a neutral figure... Because death is just a natural course or natural result to the end of life. Yeah, so, if uh, Bill and Ted's bogus journey taught me anything, <laughs> death can take you to heaven or hell. So I guess, um, but he's still a pawn to bring. I mean, is he a pawn in this situation? I mean, I guess, why does he decide to show up? Uh, does Mother Miriam have that over? She, yeah, she summons, summons, I guess. She, yeah. Summons she hijacks She hijacks their, their mm-hmm. ceremony. It's like it was. Mm-hmm. She was supposed to be the new, the new vessel for Marcos, correct? Yes. And then correct. she's just yes. like surprise. But apparently, <laughs> Marcos was lying about being Mother Suspiria. Because she's though. yeah. Did you? Because yeah, I I didn't I didn't really take that away from the movie while watching it. Hence why I want to watch it again. But um, yeah. And I think that's um, why she came in. She's like, well, I want this. I want this academy, but also, I want this pretender like dead. Mm-hmm. Um, the reveal of Tilda still being alive <laughs> that was a great was like a laugh at the, you know, the end of the movie kinda. as well yeah so how did we feel about the arc of Tilda's other second character uh, Dr. Joseph um, he's kind of an audience surrogate until he's not his story with his wife becomes crucial to not just the plot but also which which by the way his his deceased wife that's the original Susie when she shows up Correct. which i thought was really um, cool yes. i was like oh shit yeah. i knew she was in it i didn't know i thought where. that was really well done too the way that they that reveal yeah the, yeah and then the camera kind of whips around and she's gone and then the, one of the witches is running out screaming yeah. an awful sound yeah um, speaking that, of which like those were some of the most terrifying moments when the women in this film just let out this like chill inducing terrifying like no holds bar like scream which was both like horrifying but also like full of such confidence like it was those were some of the most terrifying moments for me um i like normally like normally when there's like a subplot that's also kind of connected to like some sort of like historical kind of context like um We've talked about, like, sort of all the historical context behind Atomic Blonde or even uh, the side story in Suburbicon, which I really liked. Um, And I think this also goes back to me, like, even with Ben-Hur, with Ben-Hur kind of, like, that side story behind everything also kind of setting the context and the tone is, like, you also see, like, the story of Christ kind of portrayed periodically, sort of. Um, Mm -hmm. Normally, I kind of like those kinds of things. Um, I don't like, I appreciate it at the end. Cause again, I thought the, the ending scene between Dakota Johnson and Tilda Swinton was probably one of the most powerful scenes because it was the most muted and like the most, how do you feel humane. about her taking away? I didn't like memory I didn't, of his like, wife. I think it was, I think it was great because it shows the, the idea that like, uh, this powerful figure 
who has been maybe stereotyped or portrayed as like being this like figure of like malevolence or like like uh we were talking about with how dakota johnson's mother felt about her like of sin incarnate or whatever it showed this compassion to her which was again subversive to like how she had been stereotyped and how and everything she had been, been led deemed to or viewed yeah exactly um so i i liked that aspect in the sense that it, it showed compassion but i i feel uncomfortable with the idea of like like if i was joseph i would have like spoken up and been like no please don't because like the memory of my wife is like more important than like the like do you think that speaks to male selfishness i mean like i mean he didn't listen to his wife before and he's he's lived a whole life of guilt because of it but he's also not given up hope like he totally buys into the witch's deception when she pops back and he he's just waiting for any opportunity to prove that he was right the whole time and he would rather he would rather lose the memory of his wi- wife than be wrong. been wrong you know i think that's kind of i mean in a good way it's fucked up yeah i mean yeah, yeah. like it, it i i i agree with you in terms of like it points to like again some of like the selfishness of the art like the strongest quote-unquote male figure in this story and the compassion despite it is a male figure it's just played by a woman no fair enough okay (laughs) um but i i but i think like i don't know where that backstory finally became part of it like i forget now granted i was at the very beginning until like things really started going i was very tired and this movie was very slow um (laughs) He, so, he's mentioning his wife throughout, but it's not really until almost right before shit hits the fan that you kind and of then, and find out that. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Ben. Well, just it's also no, no, like the, that part of the story. It's like you're not aware it's part of the story at first, but I mean, he goes to that house that they were supposed to meet at, like very early into the movie. So then, once you realize the significance of that, it's like, oh, it's been a big part of this the whole way through, kind of. Well, and I, like, the backdrop of, like, everything that was going on with the RAF, like, hostage situation, like, and this, again, like, I like that kind of historical background, but I didn't get the context, and I didn't, like, I didn't get, like, thematically how it fit in until, again, the very end when I, and even afterwards when I had to kind of look into, like, or do some, like, side reading outside of the film to kind of, like, see where it fit in. I just thought it was a very powerful moment to show the humanity of Dakota Johnson's character and like the humanity of Tilda Swinton's character. Um, and it just, it just adds you. to all that, that like <laughs> yeah. just that release at the end. It's just so there's so much confusion. And then we get so much of it. Just, we get our aunt, so many of those answers, like all at once. And I, and this was a great come down from that, right? Like, um, even everything about that scene where, there was no flashbacks. There was no, like, portrayals of, like, what was happening to her. It was literally us watching her tell the professor, like, what or the psychiatrist, excuse me, the doctor. watching it absolutely destroy him. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and it's the most... It's one of those, like, weird moments where 
it's the telling, not the showing. Yeah. That 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 that, that story is also about women supporting each yeah, other. Yeah, because she she yeah. had her two friends in the end. And yes, yeah. he thought it, she thought about him at the last moment. I didn't really. I, a lot of these. I'm, if it sounds like I'm just. A lot of these thoughts are coming to me just as we discuss this. Um, I'm loving that we're talking about this. So much more, but, like so much more to pe- uh, peel back, especially after a second view. And I can't wait to do another. You, the first time you watched the movie, like the last thought that went through her head was was her meeting, um, or was it them kissing or? It, it, the, the, it was their when they met for the first time. It was their first, yeah. It was their, it was, and the first time he took her to like a concerto or a concert you know, or something and like that. Joseph, right, Joseph. Um, yeah, he's th- th- he views it as like this kind of beautiful moment. But what if she was like, if I never fell in love with this guy, would I be dying right now? You know, it's like I didn't even think about that darker angle to all of that. Like it's portrayed as yeah, such like, a soft sweet moment it's like his but... decision his decision is what killed her but is it further back even then yeah like mm-hmm. is shit. but in, i i just don't know what we t- john is clearly taking Susie's actions as a as a as sympathetic to this guy but 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 a step over the line, I feel like. I think yeah. it's both. Like, I think a, a little too presumptuous. I think I think yeah. it's more of like um, what is it like a be careful what you wish for kind of thing. It's like he wants these memories gone. It's like you don't get to pick. It's just like, and she's she's you know she's re- she's removing the trauma that's her fault, but she's also like I'm not I'm not gonna let you have all this stuff you want as well. It's like you do need to be punished. Just not as yeah. severely as we punished. I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess it was not as severely as we punished you. It has some. It has some consequential effects. Like, I get. I get that idea. But like, what's the line that she says at the end? Like, I like. I it's want like, to remove. It, you, we need fear and and uh, something. Uh, there's another. It's another um, not positive adjective. Fear <laughs> and something else. Um, fear and shame world, and guilt. But we yeah. don't need yours. Is that a message of we don't need your male, you know, like women can take care of themselves? Is that a mission uh, statement of that moment? I don't know. So for me, it kind of played off as like you for for the sake of like the well the well being or like the general like moral code that we should live by in the world. Like you you fortunately should not have to bear the weight of that by suffering through these memories like we we will have mercy on you for that sake um because you are so far along in years and that kind of, like i i I really saw it as her taking pity on him Susie is also someone well i guess i don't know if she's endowed with mother suspiriums whatever her knowledge of life and time is but Susie is also it. someone who's never loved anything before except her desire to dance and be with um madame blanc and stuff you know it's uh... see i but i also think again like i think this was it wasn't until the very end when like she kind of realized a full awakening and madame blanc was like part of that process like i don't think she realized she was like i she might have had this pull and she might have had this urge or whatever but i don't think she was fully aware i think she was maybe confused and again like she didn't feel like she belonged but then like the times when she was able to finally get away from home and then watch them dance and then like slowly but surely she was able to 
come to that awakening moment and come to that place of like recognizing like who she was and where she belonged. But yeah, I don't know. Lots to chew on with this movie. Um, which, which again, like it's probably, it's one of those movies which is due for like maybe a second viewing. Uh, not, not maybe it's like definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we should give both. I, I, I think Dakota, I, I've give Dakota Johnson plenty of praise. I just watched the, most recent 50 shades movie finally this weekend and how was she that? continues oh it's terrible but she <laughs> she she's great in those movies uh i thought you don't you really like those films though no i like the first one and then the second one's definitely interesting but the first one was just the last one was just a bad movie that had one or two good scenes in it but she is amazing in, in all three of them i i like that we get a different look at her um and that's why that's one of the biggest reasons i want to watch this movie again is to kind of watch Susie's evolution or or just i don't know how much she really evolves but uh i could never just get a read on her well that's what's so cool too because like that yeah in that last moment with her and the doctor it's also like (laughs) it's almost like there's a little bit of Susie there like Uh in her actions so it's like maybe maybe the whole thing wasn't really Like, it's not like Susie's gone and Mother Suspirium is a totally different person. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, they're... She's still who she was. She's just aware of, you know, her power. Yeah, her she place. just pl- she just plays the part so calm and collectively just, it builds so well. And I totally bought her, her reveal at the end, um... But I just knowing where she's coming from, I would love to watch Johnson's performance again. Yeah, just three three words were like, just I am she. Holy shit, like so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Ben mentioned Mia Goth, who I think is really great in this movie, and she she takes the reins of this movie mm-hmm. uh, like midway through, yeah. and yeah. she does it I, so seamlessly. I'd argue she's as almost as big a character as. Um, Susie or Blanc. Uh, no, I, I totally agree. And I love the effect, like the subtlety of the effect when she breaks her leg, like how the those holes just kind of open up in the floor. And they don't, the, it's Ugh. not, it's very subtle to like the, just yeah. the, the, they don't make it, but if you, if you're in the background, you see all these holes are opening in the floor. They're like, one of them's going to catch her, you know? And, um, then throwing her back into the dance after healing, you know, uh, yeah, that was well. They didn't. Something they else. didn't. They didn't really even heal her. They just were like, "Skin's good. You're good. Bone's still broken." <laughs> <laughs> she, Mia Goth, hasn't been in much, but she has um, definitely traded in some pretty fucked up um, stuff already. Well, and as you a know young what's? It's movie. sorry. I keep interrupting. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you can go ahead. I that. It's it's just weird. She's been in. I've seen her in three movies. I've seen her in um, a Cure for Wellness. Fucked up, very fucked up scene in that movie. Yeah, she but gets it's involved like yeah, a Cure well. for Wellness, Marrowbone, and this, and it's like this is the one where she's like the least like crazy, you know, like the least like out there. But everything else in this movie is just so bonkers, bizarro insane and so it's like it's weird to see her on that reverse where it's like this is this is her turn as the sane person 
All right. Is this marrow? Is cool. this marrowbone any good? It's got air, it's, it's got fine. Anna Taylor Joy in it too. I know that's why I watched it. Her and yeah. uh, I always forget his name, but the uh, the older brother from Stranger Things is in it too. It's mm. it's not terrible. I think I gave it two and a half. Um, yeah, it's, you know, if you have time, uh, yeah, but not yeah. don't go out of your way for it. Um, she. She plays a very interesting role in Nymphomaniac, um, Lars Frontier's last movie as well. And um, she's, I've really enjoyed her and everything. That, I mean, this is only the third thing I've seen her in, but uh, she has a presence that I enjoy in movies. And her next movie is probably my most anticipated movie to see next year that isn't a Star Wars movie, um, uh, which already came out to quite, interesting raves and reviews uh high life what is it high high life with robert pattinson um it's like a directed by claire dennis who i I don't think i've seen any of her movies this might be my first of hers but i've heard nothing but really great things but really fucked up and twisted things as well apparently happened in that movie so she's got a type i guess but yeah I, i i really feel like of um this was her she got a chance to shine with a couple of other great actresses and didn't miss a beat with them yeah it's like when you can when you can stand your own with tilda swinton you know you're Mm. you know you're good and i think chloe grace moretz who's only in a couple scenes is actually very good as well um props to her for learning german or at least learning how to pronounce (laughs) German for like 10 minutes (laughs) and i i would say like seeing her in the very end i was just like i was so disappointed i was hoping like man maybe they just killed her and it's over but (laughs) nope (laughs) no they're not done with her well they are now like (laughs) yeah she asked for well susie 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 spares her um, no no they they all ask to die Well, yeah, but I'm saying, I mean, she spared her suffering. Yeah, yeah. She, she had a choice in her death, um, yeah, along with exactly, along with Sarah and all I the characters Olga. we like. <laughs> a lot much. of characters didn't have a choice in their death; their heads just exploded into <laughs> piles of blood. Um, I didn't really comment on that scene, but uh, I, I just, I just ate up the insanity and ultra violence of it all. Um, like I said, it was a release that. I felt the movie earned, and um, and it sounds like we're all on ranging levels. I, mean, I think Ben's a little closer to me. Based, he just didn't like the dancing as much. But um, uh, I thought all the dancing in the film was quite mesmerizing as well. It's like all the other dancing I I thought was like really great. I I, I don't know mm. what it is about. I don't think it's even them just being nude. It's just like the way they were gyrating in that particular scene. It just felt it felt off to me. And it's it's a small it's a small ding against an overall pretty damn good finale. Does anybody have anything else they'd like to share on Suspiria before we wrap it up? Uh, I'm good. This movie's bonk. Oh, I I did want to ask in terms of like this idea of like traditional, not not oppression, but traditional like kind of malevolence and that kind of thing. How do we think this compared to one of the other very powerful horror films we saw this year, Hereditary? Like. Would we put this thematically above, visually above? Like I, I like this movie more that? than Hereditary. I would put it thematically higher. Visually, I still think Hereditary has has the has the win for that. 
Yeah, I think Hereditary is also a little bit more accessible too, and so yeah. I think I would, for that reason, also place it a little bit higher above. I I put them both like for like my rating. I I'm probably gonna put them side by side. Um, but they're just they're so different, you know. I mean, in a sense, I think they also, but I think they all they both build up like this crazy, um, this crazy sense of like ominousness and like hidden malevolence like very well until the end where they both go like bonkers um they definitely both go bonkers in the end <laughs> and I'm, i i speaking of hereditary in this i'm just i'm so glad that we're getting more like artistic horror films like this and i i just hope we keep getting them because it's you know a slasher every once in a while is great but it was definitely a diluted the horror was a diluted genre and with stuff like this it's definitely you know evening out more good horror is always good it's a genre i've been embracing more as we've gone on but i also just think it's one of the few areas where you know okay so yes halloween and suspiria are both remakes sequels reboots whatever you want to call them but they're both it's a genre that people are allowed to do their own thing in and um it, it, it they feel like the genre seems like a place where a lot of people are getting a chance to take a chance that um, a lot of big studio fare doesn't get to do that anymore. And we're, we're actually going to be, as a segue into our next week, we're going to be at three straight episodes where we're watching a horror picture. Um, our next movie is Overlord, yeah. which is a original horror property being released by a major studio. Um, backed by producer J.J. Abrams and Bad Robot. And um, who's directing this? Has he done anything I know of? It's got Kurt Lu- Kurt Russell's son in it, Wyatt. It's got to be good, right? <laughs> um, Julius Avery is the director. White guy with a beard, according to IMDb. He directed Son of a Gun, um, which I never saw. Jerry Can, Yardbird. I've heard of Yardbird. I have not seen any of his things, but um, this is his um, second feature. It says he's been tapped to write and direct the Flash Gordon remake. I saw that. Um, Son of a Gun I wanted to see. It's got Ewan McGregor being a badass in it. Um, Who doesn't want to see that? But it's an A24 movie I I never got to see. But um, I'm excited for this. I hear it's good. It's apparently not a Cloverfield movie. <laughs> um, uh, I'll believe it when I see uh, it. You know what? I'm, Meaning I'll believe it when I see the first Cloverfield. I think Paradox had given me my fill of Cloverfield this year. I think I can wait. Give it some time to get that shit um, out of my mind. But this is trade, trading in the world of uh, Nazi evil experiments uh, go wrong. And I think that's a fun subgenre to play around in. It's Call of so, Duty Zombies the movie, and I, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, um, I've heard good things about it, and uh, it's played some a couple of festivals and stuff. So a lot of eyes have been on this, but it's getting its wide release next week, and um, that is what we'll be reviewing next. Until then, um, I'm Zach Oldenburg. 
You can find me wherever you can find at Zach Oldenburg. And you can find us at middleofroad.com. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at the Grigsby Bear. Uh, and you can follow all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can follow me on Twitter at Another Rahul J. And you can also follow us on Twitter where you'll get updates when we post reading content, such as Ben's updated. Uh, most anticipated video games of 2019, I believe, sir? Not 2018. I'm just I'm updating as they're released, but yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Cool. And so written content as well as podcast episodes. And that's at Middle of Row. Lauren usually covers tumble, Tumblr for us, which is middleofrow.tumblr.com. And I'll also remind everybody to... Uh, rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to it that might actually help things who knows i don't know overlord do it and until then remember the best seats are in the middle of the road